Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today I'm going to be chatting with Jeff from Stealth Performance Products and talking about some new things they have for 5th Gen Cummins, also Duramax Power Strokes, and just getting caught up with uh, ways that they're allowing trucks to really be able to make that usable power in the RPM range that most people are going to want, whether you're towing, hauling, daily driving. So it's going to be a great chat. Before we get to it, though, want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is Kershaw Knives. They've got an exclusive code just for Diesel Podcast listeners. Code is Diesel20. If you go to Kershaw.KIAUSA.com and enter that code to get 20% off site-wide, they got a ton of different things, whether you're looking for something for work, around the house, everyday carry, the outdoors, hunting, fishing. They've got a ton of, ton of cool things. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't subscribe to the Diesel Podcast and you find the content helpful, the information the guest is giving is helpful, make sure you subscribe, turn on the notification button, and comment and like the video. It helps us grow and reach new diesel truck owners, reach more people, and really you know, focus in on the core of what we do, which is trying to educate and provide information that you guys can use to make educated you know, decisions on parts that you want, uh, a build that you want to do, be able to save time and money. So it goes a long way to be able to help us when you subscribe, like, and comment. All right, let's get to today's episode with Jeff from Stealth Performance Products and talking about new products that they have and things that they're working on for diesel truck owners. Jeff, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm excited to catch up with you again and uh, be able to chat with you about all the cool things that Stealth Performance Products is working on, chat about your truck, the industry, and just diesels in general. So welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it. I know it's been kind of a couple of years and a lot's happened between our last episode and, you know, this episode here, but we've done a lot and we're definitely looking forward to releasing some new products, uh, putting some better products out there, um, putting a lot of work, a lot, a lot of time and effort and, you know, a lot of battles, but you know, we're making that we're making progress. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about our last episode, which was really fun to chat with you about, um, you know, stealth and, and, making power with trucks and then, you know, COVID their plant, you know, the, everything hits with COVID and the delays with, with things. And it's just been a crazy time, especially in automotive, which has gotten hitting really hard. I mean, we see it at dealer lots and people that special order things, how long they got to wait for them. And it's just been a really crazy time to, uh, to kind of get things done or come up with new stuff. You know, I know it's a challenge a lot of companies have faced and, and truck owners as well, waiting for parts. There's, you know, engines and transmissions and, and everything just takes a little bit longer these days. Oh, no, absolutely. And it's like the second and third wave effects of, you know, COVID and we don't want to get into global political unrest and all that nonsense. But, you know, it, it's it's kind of a double edged sword with a lot of uh, a lot of things like that. It's not so necessarily good, um, but you can kind of not say leverage, but, you know, use that to be innovative in the industry, um, you know, because you're forced with you know, lower supply, you got to source out new vendors, but you might run into a better vendor than what you had before with a better product, you know, hey, these computer chips are better than these ones kind of thing. So, you know, and not saying it's good or, and it's not bad, but you, you know, if you can play it right, you can use it to your advantage. Um, but it's definitely been, it's been a struggle. 
you know, struggle might not be the the right word, but it's been a battle, but it's, you know, we're, we're coming out on top and that's, uh, you know, a lot of hours have been invested in doing that. One of the things that a lot of racers told me was over the last couple of years, well, and even people that were doing builds is that because things were a little bit slower, they had more time to either plan or think about their setups or, um, you know, kind of redesign stuff. So I wanted to ask you about the, the stealth product line and, you know, some new things that you guys have that, uh, you know, we could chat about for newer trucks, maybe even some of the older ones you guys supported before, but what's new at stealth. So the big thing, you know, that's coming out under the wraps now is of course the fifth gen Cummins module. So 2019 up through currently, uh, 2022, uh, we are getting ready to actually finally release it for real this time. Um, it's been years and people have been asking us about release dates and things like that. And the one thing we never got caught up in because we've seen a lot of other companies do it is when they say, we're going to release a product, you know, first quarter next year and what happens, COVID happens, you know, and then people for some reason are like, oh my gosh, you promised me that this was going to come out this day. I hate you. You know, (laughs) like that. So we never got into like the, uh, the securing a cement date, uh, game, but September 12th, the first batch of orders should be shipping. Um, they are in pre-order status right now on our website, stealthmodules.com. Um, but we've had a lot of test trucks. We've tested every single year, you know, 19 through 22, because, you know, the CP4 to the CP3 thing, you know, that question uh, kind of comes up a lot on how it affects the injection pumps differently. But it is compatible with, you know, CP4 and CP3 trucks, as long with standard and high output Cummins. Um, so our the test truck that we initially bought um, was a 19 HO. And Eric, if anybody knows Eric, the owner of this company, he wasn't very nice to it. And he absolutely pushes everything to the limit. But that's because there's going to be those onesie twosie customers out there that do drive exactly like him. So we need to know that the module will work in basically worst case scenario, kind of thing, <laughs> you know, um, but with the new module, we kind of went a, with a, a different approach than the, the fourth gen. So the 13 through 18 Cummins. So that was a pulse width manipulation module. Um, and the fifth gen is going to be more of the style that we use on the Duramax and the power stroke where we interface with the fuel pressure sensor and the manifold absolute pressure sensor. Um, working on bringing your fuel pressure up sooner because you get that better, like more of a complete burn out of the fuel. It's not so much like we're a tuner where you're going to um, adjust the injector pulse width, the time, you know, timing and thing like that. Um, you're, we're just after making more power with the fuel you currently have, if that makes sense. Um, and of course, none of this, is outside of what the manufacturer designed the truck to run so it's doing what it's supposed to do it's almost like it, it just at a different time um the biggest thing that i always that i always told people um especially like with my my 13 cummins is almost when you're taking off from a stoplight the the stall converter stalls up and you've got a heavy trailer behind you and you're kind of in that where the stall converter rpm range is that's where we're adding power. So when you're actually planting power to the ground, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, where you're actually planting power to the ground is when the module is adding like its most power. So you're in that usable low to mid range. You know, you're not going to run tens and a quarter with it by any means. Uh, but again, it's just what everybody uses, you know, daily. That's where we're trying to add it. 
Well, I think that's where most of the market is. And, and a lot of the questions or the comments that we'll see on YouTube or emails, things that we get, it's about that usable power. They, somebody just needs a little bit more. They want a little bit more for daily driving, but really, especially towing and hauling. And I think that's where a product like this really fits in because from our last podcast, I remember it's a simple install. It, it goes on easy. <clears throat> you get that that uh, response that you need in the RPM range that you're going to be operating the vehicle at a lot. So I think that's a lot of the appeal. And I know someone's going to ask, well, how much power can I get out of this, you know, 2019 to 2022, as far as, you know, power and torque, where do you think that number is going to settle in at? We always like to see around like a hundred horse, 120 torque. Again, that's kind of depending. There's a lot of factors involved and, that's why we emphasize on it's low to mid range power because, you know, people window shop, we've all done it before. You know, I've been on texasspeed.com looking for huge cams, you know, <laughs> for an LS2 or something. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I want that chop. I want all this big power, you know? Um, and that's kind of a, that's a different, that's way different than, you know, what we're kind of after. Um, but yeah, adding more around a hundred horse, 120 torque in that low to mid range it's a solid difference and it's smooth too. It's like a linear addition to the power. It's not like a, a faucet where it's either, I guess that's not a bad, that's not a good, uh, uh, to hear like a light switch, either it's on or off. No, it's, it's a progressive, you know, manipulation to get more power. With, um, with some of the feedback that you guys had through testing it, what would people tell you when they're comparing it to just a stock truck? Like, um, I'm sure you had guys who would tow or you guys would tow with something or daily drive, different elevations. What were people telling you about it? It's the initial off, like the off pedal response of the throttle. Um, so kind of a caveat to that is we get a lot of questions online about like, well, can I use this with, you know, throttle manipulator X, Y, or Z, Right you know, the, uh, the throttle booster boxes, you know, things like that, because it's, you know, they see a box and then they see another box and they were like, Oh, more response. This is the same thing. And like, well, it's not. Um, but the module, it makes the engine itself more responsive. So the, you know, the pedal timing between your electronic throttle and the engine is still exactly the same, just as the manufacturer programmed it to be. But you know, when you give that throttle input and the fuel itself is more responsive and the, the boost is, you know, it's more responsive. It comes up quicker. The truck feels snappier, but it's not like jarring or aggressive or, you know, you're not at wide open throttle at 25% RPM kind of thing. But that the initial feedback is always like, wow, the truck feels way more responsive. Um, that's because the engine is responding faster to the driver's inputs. Now, of course, it'll never be, you know, a, a carbureted vehicle or anything like that because you know you'll you'll get customers like that too that have driven something that was had a cable driven throttle body for the past 10 years and then they come to diesel and they're like oh it's just so lethargic and it feels dead and you know then you got to break down and like okay well let me explain to you how a gasoline engine works let me explain to you how a diesel engine works you know so a lot of this is definitely educating the customer um, but the feedback they give us allows us to kind of tailor, you know, how we educate people because it, it's a really common thing of, Hey, what's this going to do? Um, so with that, that initial throttle response, it's, you know, rolling up into the power. Um, like I said, around that 1500 to 2200 RPM range, 
the truck feels a lot stronger. Like you're not, you can anticipate pulling hills and it not like, you don't have to worry about it downshifting. You know, you don't have to worry about like, am I going to make it? Do I need to get a run for this grade or, you know, anything like that? I can safely, you can drive the vehicle safer now. Of course, again, that depends on what your right foot does too. So I'll throw <laughs> that, that disclaimer in there, you know. When you had mentioned the questions, I thought, you know, there's what are some common questions that you guys get every day, whether it's about, you know, this fifth gen or, or other trucks as well, that, you know, somebody on a podcast, you could direct them towards it or they can hear it and be like, okay, I was going to call and ask them that question. Now I, I'm ready to buy it. I'm ready to, you know, put it on my truck. But what are like three common things you guys are asked on a daily basis? Um, when's the fifth gen Cummins module coming out? <laughs> that, that is big. Oh my gosh. I've answered that question so many times. It's ridiculous. Um, it, the other thing is fuel economy. Um, this is a very touchy subject with fuel economy because there's, we've, I feel like we've all been on eBay and just bored and you're looking at like, ah, I need to find a, a performance chip for a Geo Metro, right? And then, <laughs> You'll get some absurd box that pops up and it's like 50 more horsepower, 10 more miles per gallon for your Geo Metro. And you're like, all right, seriously, like the car's only got 50 horse to begin with. This doesn't make any sense. Um, but people see that, you know, weirdly enough, and people will buy it based off of a fuel economy gain, you know, claim that's on there. Um, what I've always told people is the gains from your fuel economy is going to depend on how you one drive the vehicle and how you maintain it um there's a lot of newer diesel customers out there recently like pickup trucks they're it's basically the highest selling thing in the u.s you know that's why sedans are going away and everybody's moving to pickup trucks and suvs but a lot of people are leaning towards oh you know this diesel truck it's got massage seats in it now and it's got leather and heated all this stuff so they're using it as commuter cars for their families and especially with fuel prices it's getting kind of ridiculous um, the, a big concern is of course fuel economy because it's saving you money at the pump. Um, we don't guarantee anything as far as fuel economy gains, because we can't guarantee what the driver is going to do. Um, you'll get like the older man, conservative driving that he's probably already getting the best fuel economy he can out of the truck, taking off smoothly from a stoplight. You know, he changes his air filter, keeps good fuel filters in it, things like that, as opposed to somebody else where, it's either wide open or it's not. Um, I didn't know my truck had fuel filters. Um, I just got some tires. You know, that guy is probably not going to see any fuel economy gains. He's probably going to feel the power, but he's not going to see anything. Whereas you'll see the the more traditional driver, I would say, you know, up to, you know, two miles per gallon is, I would say, within a, a reasonable range. Um, but, you know, then again, the weather can change the traffic can change, the fuel quality will change and it'll throw your mind not that much anyway. So it's, there's a lot of factors involved. So we urge people not to purchase the module solely off of fuel economy, buy it for the power. And then, you know, you might see the fuel economy as an after effect, like it as an added benefit. If you can drive, you know, sensibly, I would say that. Yeah. There's, there's so many factors in it. Uh, I would say the other question is, of course, how easy it is, how easy it is to install and will it leave a footprint on the computer? How easy it is to install. That's another one that's kind of a, uh, a gray area because I've seen a lot of people, you know, you'll give them something really simple and then they're just like, oof, 
<laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. Um, <clears throat> which we're here to help them. Like we try to make as many install videos as possible. We include illustrated instructions. People are definitely willing to call us, you know, if they need help walk through, um, which we all, you know, miss simple stuff sometimes. So, you know, we don't hold it against somebody if they can't, you know, figure it out. We've had people were like, hey, you know, how close are you to the shop? Swing by. We'll install it for you right in front of you. You know, we won't charge you anything. We'll show you how to do it. Um, we have a pretty extensive dealer network across the U.S. We've got over 200 dealers. Um, so a lot of those are also diesel shops that do installs, too. Um, so if they run into a hiccup here and there, you know, they can go there and ask for help. But we try to basically take people that have never messed with the product before that aren't involved with the diesel industry and be like, hey, here, install this. You know, tell us tell us what problems you're having. You know, tell us how we can make our product easier because we there's a good chance that we have somebody that's never opened the hood of a truck before other than to add washer fluid. You know, so you have to make it, I'm not going to say <laughs> army proof, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, but it, it, has to be, it has to be step by step. It has to be simple. Um, but we value feedback too. So if we send out instructions or we give something that doesn't make any sense. You know, we're not going to be upset if you say, well, what about if you do it this way? Well, you know, okay, that's a good idea. We'll add that as like a, a stealth pro tip in the instructions. Like, Hey, try it this way. You know, cause a lot of it, it's some stupid little plastic clips, you know, whether depending on how worn out the injection mold was from the factory when they made a center or the, the wire plug itself, if it's got a burr on it, I swear for some reason, power stroke has this problem with like the fuel pressure sensor plugs, like they'll get caught. So you have to like push the plug in squeeze and then pull at the same time and trying to explain somebody that that's frustrated over the phone. And then they start freaking out, you know, so it's, that's the install thing. You know, I would say it's, it's easy. Um, but just please read the instructions to follow the instructions. But all else fails, just call us, you know, we're more than well, more than happy to help you out. Is it all plug and play like with connectors or is there any splicing or anything that needs to be done with wiring? It's all plug and play um, with the exception of the 07 and a half to 12 Cummins um, where we include the fuel pressure relief valve shim kit. That is the only one that you're actually going to have to bust out like actual tools. And that's just to take the end of the rail off. Um, but we always urge people if you're going to, especially if you're going to buy something, anything, and it doesn't matter if it's a stealth module, you know, you got a brand new set of Morimoto headlights you just bought, you know, whatever. Um, most vendors, you know, they're going to list the PDF for the install instructions. Always look at the install instructions first. You know, make your decision there. Is this something I want to get into? Does this, do I have a, you know, a dental pick? Do I need to go to Harbor Freight and buy one? You know, do I need, you know, this or that? Am I even tall enough to get into my engine bay? You know, these are all things that you never thought you'd have to worry about until somebody says, hey, um, I'm really short and I can't get back there. And you're like, oh, OK, well, uh, let's try to figure this out. Let's see how we can get you inside of your engine compartment. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're all plug and play. There's no splicing required. Um, the 13 through 18 Cummins module, it requires you to tap into battery power. But even then, that's simple hand tools. You know, we always say basic hand tools for installation, and that's that's really it. That's good because I remember the old days where there would be splicing into wires and things. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable doing this myself. Oh, so, 
It's like when you, you know, you buy an old truck that's got an aftermarket head unit in it and you pull the head unit out and you see the wiring monstrosity in the dash. You're like, there's band-aids on this. Like, how is this not caught on fire? <laughs> what do you guys got, uh, like for Duramax and Power Stroke? Is it kind of that same power increase level that we chatted about with the fifth gens where roughly about hundred horse, 120 foot pounds kind of right in that usable, <clears throat> that usable RPM range for either engine? Uh, yes. And so that's for, yeah, all the power stroke and Duramax. They all, we all kind of level the playing field as far as power gains. And we like to advertise worst case scenario power gains, which is generally the opposite of anybody that tries to sell performance product. They were like, ah, well, the moon was full and the engine was at 10 degrees and the dyno was this, 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 and we saw this power gain. And then they are like, here, advertise you know, here's the dynograph of this one glory pull that we had, you know, which, I mean, it did make the power, right? It's just, I'm not saying it's lying to people, but it's, we would rather give people a worst case scenario. This is what you're going to see. Can well, you see more? Absolutely. But you know, well, you know how it is when you get around a bunch of diesel guys or your friends and stuff. And, you know, you're like, Hey, you know, I'm picking up about a hundred horse or 90 horse or 110, whatever it is. And, you know, we all like to compete with each other. And I remember, you know, like in the old days, you look up on the box or whatever was advertised, like plus 65, plus 30, plus, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, those might be under ideal conditions, but it's really, you know, what, what are you likely to see based on the engine? And then, you know, it can be so tough too. like with a hundred horsepower, we think about that in other vehicles and it's like, you know, a hundred horse in a, a lighter car, like that's a huge difference versus, you know, a heavy truck. And so it's just trying to relate it. Like you had mentioned before with a lot of newer diesel owners, there are a ton of new ones. Um, you know, I've got a podcast coming up with a guy who never owned a diesel, listen to the podcast. He's bought like three of them three power strokes in like the last year and it's like he's getting used to okay you know what 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 are these changes what 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 am i going to expect i used to do this on a car or gas truck how's it going to be different on a diesel so i think the way you guys relate it and convey the information is really important and really cool for people who might be new or that could be a seasoned shop owner who installs you know 10 of these a week and they don't have to look at the instructions no yeah exactly and that's it takes a lot of intellectual humility to deal with, you know, newer customers like that, because you sometimes you have to like think of the back to basics. Like, okay, you know, here's how your truck operates. This is what it does when you push the throttle pedal kind of thing. Yeah. I know you're used to, you know, your five, three and your short bed, regular cab Chevy, you know, that's a completely different animal than your brand new, you know, L five P or, you know, L five D and the cab chassis and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of educating people and it's the insane amount of power that these trucks make from the factory. Now it's, it's almost, you know, it's mind blowing because I look back at some of the, like the diesel vehicles that I've driven, you know, in in my career and it's like, ah, oh, my old Oh five, five, nine Cummins when I bought it, you know, you're like, ah, oh, this thing makes so much power. And then I walk into my 13, I'm like, this thing literally makes as much power as that did stock with that thing with a tuner on it <laughs> you know it's, you were, we've already crested the thousand foot pounds of torque realm you know and <clears throat> you can look back even further it's like the class eight semi trucks when you're like yeah this my cat it makes a thousand foot pounds of torque and then you're like now you know my f-250 does that you know or you know xyz does that you know so i like where the where the industry is going um again with the innovation of the new products and how the manufacturers themselves are making the vehicles 
more efficient, more powerful, and I would argue more reliable. Knock on wood, again, it depends on how you maintain the truck. Uh, with them people that don't change their fuel filters oh my gosh if we could just like all day change your fuel filters when you have to please change your fuel filters especially you cp4 guys please change your fuel filters oh my <laughs> gosh uh, it'll save you a lot of money in the long run um but yeah and we like to see the new customers too because they you know take their expertise from the other industries and bring it here like i've saw this on a gasser you know how can we make that happen on a diesel and you're like well okay well it has to be done this way or this way or here's how we do it this way or you know why can't you make a module for my toyota camry okay well this is why we can't do that you know you wouldn't like it anyways but you know yeah i think the influx of people from other parts of automotive really helps because they have a different perspective and they're even though they're under the umbrella of automotive they're so different based on on what it is so it's really cool when somebody gets a diesel for the first time and they go through that learning process and being able to help them or um you know when they find us reach out to us i can direct them towards you know a place like stealth for um you know questions and and ways to get more power or you know another place to ask you know how do i maintain my vehicle what fuel filter should i use what oil should i use what about my transmission fluid so i i really enjoy the new people that that are in it because their questions are so different and they have a different background and it keeps you on your toes it makes you think about diesel a little bit different as well and i'm sure you guys get that when you know you're looking at uh, designing a new product or you know, marketing it or writing the install instructions for something like that is taking into account the influx of new diesel owners that we have. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, absolutely. And we've even, we're touching into gasoline stuff now. It's going to be a completely different animal than the modules. Um, but we are, we are touching into gas burners and UTVs. Oddly enough, that oh, was, those are huge. Like, that was like a weird side project kind of thing. Um, but turbo Can-Ams and turbo razors, we have some unofficial things for those now already. Um, but that's kind of later on down the road, you know, when we get into those, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, again, even those guys, you know, it offers a certain set of challenges, you know, when you say, hey, you know, we want to make a product for boosted UTVs, you have to have a completely different approach and mindset than like the module. Because it's like, okay, you know, we want to make something for a UTV. How, you know, let's think about the basics, the case. All right. Okay. So it's going to be exposed to extreme temperatures, water, weather. All right. So, we need to look into potting compound. The board needs to be in potting compound. We need to make sure everything is super weather sealed because you're driving through a river or something. The module becomes underwater. It needs to be able to operate, you yeah. know? So it's, then you can take that kind of mindset and you're like, okay, well, how can we, do we need to look into this for our other modules or this or this or this? So it's the different situations and different uses for all these different products and vehicles, you know, they kind of blend into each other with, you know, producing best practices for making, you know, a reliable, you know, good product like that. It was really cool is, I don't know if Diesel World posted it yesterday. It could have been today. I don't remember, but I saw that they had posted up 
your truck in it and i was reading the caption through it and it was like the everyday sema build which really caught my attention because when i think of sema builds i think of something that looks great there's you know a lot of workmanship in it 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 catches your eye but i don't know if i would necessarily drive it through sand or mud or off-road or anything like that and so i wanted you to tell us a little bit about your 2013 and the approach that you took to building it and making it something that you could drive every day or tow a trailer or shine it up and you know have it in a booth so this truck is kind of i've had this thing since oh gosh i bought it used this was 2015 i think is when i bought it so this was my personal second diesel truck i owned i've driven diesels in the past and things like that and i was familiar with them but i I had never personally bought one because i didn't buy a camper and things like that um and this truck is what initially got me involved with stealth because i was like okay the truck's still under warranty i was kind of like my our ideal customer it was myself so when i talk about stealth and things like that i always tell people that i was always a customer first and that's what sold me on the product and then i loved it so much got educated then i started working for him um but i bought the truck and i was like okay this is not a dude bro machine um <laughs> I look for that one. Um, it's not a dupe pro machine, but um, I, I bought it to for a specific purpose. Like the truck is built to work, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Dang, allergies here. Um, I bought a Cummins because of the reliability and how simple it was to work on, you know, six in a row. It's easier <clears throat> V8 diesels. I know they're people love them or whatever, but I was used to like working on max and things like that. So that's what I was like. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's simple, you know, kind of thing. Um, bought the truck, got hooked up with Eric um, and got one of his modules and start running the module. And I was like, hey, I love it. You know, whatever kind of thing started kind of pushing their product. Again, it wasn't like for any monetary gain on my part, nothing like that. It was literally just I like what they did. They're a small business. Um, this product is different from what I've seen, you know, and you get on the line and on the forums and you just kind of everybody, you know, shop talks kind of thing. Um, fast forward a few years, I've been able to educatedly talk about everything for stealth. Um, and this was, I remember it, it was Christmas of 2018. Eric was like, Hey, he's like, you want to go to SEMA next year? And I was like, I mean, well, yeah. And he's like, all right, can you be in North Carolina? Like in one day? And I was like, what? Mind you, I was on vacation from work. Like I'm active duty military and I was on my week off of work. And I was in Arkansas and he was like, Hey, I need you to go to North Carolina and drop your truck off at DreamWorks Motorsports. I was like, okay. And I was like, well, I need something to drive. And he's like, don't worry about it. The F-150 power strokes there. It's ready for you. Go get it. So literally cannonball from Arkansas to North Carolina, drop this thing off, um, pick up the power stroke. And then I come back and I end up driving it for a few months. Um, but the whole time we were kind of going back and forth about the build. Um, we knew it. We wanted it to be everything on the truck had a purpose. It needed to be functional because it was a daily driver. Like my intention was I bought this truck to keep it for a long time. So I'm not going to throw 24s on it, you know, with stock 342 gears and 40s. And, you know, who cares if the 68 RFE falls out from under it kind of thing. You know, like I need to be able to get in this truck and drive it. You know, so we go back and forth. And I, I told Eric, I'm like, you know, I like the wrap on your Duramax. Let's do that on my truck. So we reach out to Glarb at Glarb Wraps. Dude is insanely good. Oh my gosh. 
shameless plug look at him on instagram check out glarb rap the dude is very very talented with his designs um but i ended up like hey my truck's red i want to be red and black kind of thing you know design the rap two weeks later he spits out this the design of my rap aviation theme kind of thing it's really cool um love it um so that the rap's kind of sealed away and then eric's like he sends me a link to fiberworks and i was like okay he was like yeah we should do pre-runner stuff on it i was like all right fine let's do that so fiberworks front fenders fiberworks bedsides um then he's like yeah he's like you need 37s too he's like you got 35s now let's do 37s all right so 37s and i was like well if we're doing 37s we got to re-gear it which some people don't do that for some reason. But absolutely, if you're going to put bigger tires on there, re-gear your truck. Um, so I reached out to Nitro Gears, did 430s uh, in the front and rear. I did a limited slip in the front differential, which has been coming pretty useful here in Alaska. Um, <clears throat> and then when it came down to the suspension, we went back and forth a lot. Initially, we were going to do uh, Kelderman suspension on it. Um, and we reached out to jesse at watch this freight which he runs a, a hotshot freight company and he runs kelderman suspension on his truck so we're like hey man you've ran this for a while what do you think about it and he's like it's great stuff they make good products he's like however he's like if you're not really going to put it to its full use of like hauling all the time pulling all the time like literally all of the time it's not going to be that much of a benefit and especially it's really not you can't really jump a truck with color and suspension on it. Like airbags aren't really made for it. Um, so we reached out to CJC off road and went with Carly suspension front and rear. Um, I went with their Carly commuter kit, but fully upgraded it. Uh, it's got the Carly torsion sway bar, King hydraulic bump stops, the Deaver full progressive springs in the rear, Carly long travel airbags that are auto, auto leveling everything. The whole point of this truck was to be able to, I can pull up to a gooseneck trailer, put a load on it, and the truck will not sag at all, which, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't squat or nothing. Um, the 430 gears is just a little bit of a taller gear than if the truck was on stock tires in 342s. So it basically drives and pulls like a stock truck would, but it's on 37. Um, but everything done, even, even down to, like, to the lighting, uh, went with Morimoto on all the lighting on it. Because here in Alaska, when we get that great long dark of a winter when it's completely dark outside, you really don't want to hit a moose. Um, so you need reliable lighting. Um, so I've seen a lot of times up in up in here, and you can tell people that'll skimp on lighting. It'll be like negative ten or negative fifteen, and their like LEDs are just strobing because they're not warmed up yet. Again, stuff you would never think about until you're in like a harsh environment. Um, all the way from when I was in Arkansas, it'd be 110 degrees. Now, you know, the truck sees like negative 25. So it's, it's kind of been put through its paces, but that thing, it's been literally from coast to coast. It's been from Daytona beach and now it's all the way up here in Alaska. So it's, it's seen sand, it's seen mud, it's seen dirt, it's seen snow. It's been to the top of Pikes peak. You know, it's, it's literally been everywhere, but <clears throat> excuse me. It was built for the purpose of this is a diesel truck. It is made to be used. Um, and now it's got a, a, a side-by-side rack in the bed from Ramp Tech. I load the Honda Talon in my bed of my truck, hook the camper up, and, and then go. Um, I drove it 4,000 miles from Arkansas to Alaska, just like that, all up through the Alcan, through Canada, the whole nine yards. 
and not once did that thing skip a beat. Um, the only time, knock on wood, that I had ever issues with the transmission was a freaking pump went out in it. Um, and of course it was something off the wall, you know, and I don't, I, I don't really beat on my truck as like Eric would. Um, but yeah, driving home one night, lost a pump in it. Um, reached out to Nixon transmissions again, small business, um, out in California, they built me kind of like their stage one upgraded 68. Never had a problem since it's been, I love the truck. It's been great. Um, it's definitely, it made its money back from what I put into it. So I really can't complain at all. Then this is, this is a lengthy kind of story with this thing. Um, we're at SEMA finally in 2019. Um, and it's, you know, we showed up pulling a trailer that I picked up from uh, Texas Metal, our party trailer. And I kind of felt bad for the detailers because, you know, you see a lot of these, the show trucks show up on the back of Goosenecks and you've got all these people. There's like a team of 10 people just detailing the crap out of the truck. And it's already clean to begin with. Like they show up and the truck's already perfect. And then they get there and they spend all these hours cleaning it. And then I show up and I just drove 2000 miles and I'm like, oh, by the way, this needs to be in the show tomorrow and it needs to be clean. And I just remember this girl, she's on like a creeper and she's rolling under my truck and she's trying to clean everything. And it's just like absolutely disgusting under it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I, I actually, I actually use this and it's, it's nasty. Um, <laughs> but got the chance to go out into the desert uh, down in Gene Lake after, um, after the show to go do our, the photo shoot for the magazine, which was an absolute blast too. Cause you know, we go out there and then everybody's with their clean show trucks again. And they're going like five miles an hour across the desert. And they're like, Oh, we need to sit in front of this certain mountain at this certain time to get this certain sunset and whatever. And all the trucks are perfectly clean. And here comes me and Eric blasting across the desert on like 70 miles an hour sideways. And we're like, Hey, we're here. <laughs> the truck's all disgusting and filthy. And, you know, we talked to the, the cameraman and we're like, hey, can we just like do donuts and like go fast and like jump the truck and things? And he's like, absolutely. He's like, he's like unofficially, he's like, I really get tired of doing the same pictures over and over and over again. The standard truck pictures. He's like, so, yes, let's go actually go have fun with it. So that was a really good time. I enjoyed a lot of that, especially playing in the desert. I think that that build is a lot of the appeal of why people will gravitate towards a diesel truck is it, it's the utility and being able to do a lot of things as well as it can. And <clears throat> I think that's where, you know, looking at your build and what I had read about it really appealed because we all want something we can drive, feel comfortable taking on a road trip. Like you drove, like you said, 4,000 miles, being able to haul something with it, go off road if you want to, or just drive it around town going back and forth is we want that and i think a diesel provides that ultimate capability to do so and that's what i hear a lot of new people why they gravitated towards a diesel and maybe didn't go with a gas truck is they wanted that plus the ability to upgrade it and make a little bit more power and i think that's where you know the products you guys offer it's so simple it's so easy to do that and you know we're not looking to build a 10 second truck we're not looking to go make 2500 horsepower i just want a little bit more when i'm driving around town or towing a trailer or going up a mountain pass. No, absolutely. And it, the module kind of really shined. So when I drove up Pikes Peak, if anybody's actually ever done that drive, the elevation gain, it's, it's pretty impressive. I think the, the top of Pikes Peak is, don't quote me on this, 14-ish um, thousand feet, something like that. Um, and when I did this drive, I had my side-by-side -side on the back of my truck because I was moving. Like I was in the process of moving to Alaska at the time. And I was like, Hey, I want to go up Pikes Peak. So I'm going to do it. And 
you can that much of an elevation change it really you it really affects an engine especially a boosted engine um and it really leveraged on that low like logging mid-range and like mid-range power of the truck because of how slow you have to go up the mountain and like the switchback turns and things like that you know you're you're driving first and second gear manually with the converter locked you know to get it to go around a turn and then up a huge steep grade so really like put the module and the truck itself through a test and it no problems all the way up i mean yes there was a power loss like when you go from sea level to fourteen thousand feet there is a power loss anybody that knows anything will know that um but you know i didn't have any issues out of the module either the truck didn't have any issues it wasn't throwing a fit you know because that again that would be like one of the extreme scenarios of because we get every now and then we'll get a question of like hey you know i drive um the continental divide I, i'm in colorado you know i go up into the you know rocky mountain national park or whatever i see you know big elevation changes how does the module respond to elevation changes um well it just responds just like your truck would you know it's not going to cause it to run erratically or you know anything like that the beauty of modern diesels and modern cars for that matter is they they're programmed to adjust you know to barometric pressure changes um so but the module it follows suit with what the truck does and while still keeping everything where it needs to be um so again these we try to worst case scenario everything and i think that was that was the first time i've ever done it especially dealing with an like an elevation test <clears throat> and i was you know i was really i was really happy with it i was surprised that i didn't have any problems you know it was beautiful beautiful when you get up there it's really cold but you know if anybody ever gets a chance to drive up pike's peak absolutely do it but we were yeah. chatting we we're chatting a little bit before the podcast and kind of talking about off-roading and and stuff like that and you mentioned something really cool that stealth is involved in um or, or going to be that i wanted to have you chat with our listeners about a little bit yes yeah, so the gambler 500 um if you guys don't know what that is please google it check them out on social media um, but Gambler was started back in, I believe it was 2014, um, out of Oregon. Um, and the whole thing was, was a bunch of guys just getting together, having fun with cheap vehicles, cheap, goofy vehicles. Um, and it's kind of blown up into this worldwide group, um, to where people will get, again, when you see these vehicles, people will be like be on those little Coleman scooters and stuff <laughs> with like stacks on them and flappers and they wear the goofy helmets and they all dress up um and they'll get together and you'll go into like a national forest or something like that and you'll do a cleanup because people trash everything and it's kind of disgusting um again i can kind of associate a lot of this stuff with alaska up here which there is a gambler chapter here in alaska um check out your state because more than likely there is a gambler chapter in your state um but people they not saying they ruin the environment, but they, people are dirty. There are some people out there that they go and they just, they'll dump a truck bed full of their crap, like in a, a national park or state forest or something like that, like boats and cars. And, you know, and it really just kind of like ruins the outdoor fun that people have. And so gambler, they'll do these events, like these main big community events um, where people will bring out all their gambler vehicles you know, Crown Vicks lifted on 33s, you know, somebody hacked the back of the car off and put a flatbed on it, you know, Samurais on 40s with, you know, who 
like the stuff is let your imagination run wild with it, with these vehicles. Um, but everybody will get together as a community. They'll go, you know, clean up the environment, whatever, clean up a bunch of trash. And then they'll be like, Hey, let's go cannonball up to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, which is as far North as you can drive. And so they'll just get together, boom, do a huge road trip to basically the top of the world. Um, and then they'll have fun all along the way. But gambler guys, they're, it's a lot of fun. It brings out the kid in all of us um, when we go out because now we just we're kids, but we just have more money, and a lot of us have runners <laughs> and torches. So you know, we can do fun stuff like this. Um, but yeah, check those guys out. And it was kind of funny thinking back now when we were at SEMA in 2019. We were camping um, in Vegas, so we Eric uh, he brought his fifth wheel out, and we just kind of we were in his fifth wheel for the show. Um, in just a few campsites down from us, there was an older, it was an older Chevy Silverado, but it was like one of those camper special trucks. And it was like absolutely perfect. And Eric was instantly gravitated toward it. He's like, this thing, he's like, I need to know about this truck or whatever. And so we started, you know, BSing with the guys there. And a couple dudes showed up like in a lifted Camry with like a hood stack on it and like flapper valves and like PVC pipe all over it and like <laughs> off-road lights. And we're like, what is this? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, dude, we're gambler guys. And I was like, oh, yeah. You know, I've seen you on uh, Instagram and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm the, I think he either said he was one of the guys that started it or he was one of the, he was part of the team or the group that initially kicked off the gambler. Um, but they were there just as FEMA for as attendees. So they're just kind of checking the stuff out. But they're like, yeah, you know, we're really here to go out and do stuff in the desert. And he kind of gave us a bunch of information, um, you know, about the group and what they did. And, fast forward a few years now and then we're you know we're fully affiliated with them you know we're really excited to be with them it's it's fun it's all stuff that we love to do in the first place but it's kind of our chance to help give back to a community by help supporting such a you know a worldwide group they've got gamblers in other countries now you know so it's it's kind of a big deal again if you haven't checked them out definitely uh give them a look up that's really cool. I like the uh, I like the creativity, and then also you know the mission of of cleaning up what's out there. Because whether it's off roading or hunters or fishermen, they're also conservationists. You know, at heart, they appreciate what's out there. <clears throat> they want other people to be able to enjoy it. So I think going out there and cleaning up what others you know aren't appreciating or are doing you know aren't doing out there is 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 really cool. Plus the camaraderie. It goes along with it where no matter what state you're in, you can meet up with some guys, have some fun, check out their builds. So, so that's uh, something really cool. I think you guys are involved in. I think that there's going to be listeners that are going to have questions about their particular truck, how to get power out of it. And it's probably best if they chat with you guys direct and, and, and ask them. There's just so many different variances that are out there. What's a great way for people to be able to contact you guys, whether they want to call, email, um, you know, follow you guys on, on social media, maybe ask a question and learn more about what you guys can do to help their truck. So obviously um, check out our website, that's stealthmodules.com. And stealth modules, it's going to have, or at least, or, you know, our website is going to have all of our information, all of our install videos. We have a very extensive um, FAQ section on there that was, the FAQ section has been definitely tailored to, like we talked about before, customer specific questions. You know, can I run this with a tuner? Can I run it with this product? Can I do it this? Can I do this or that with it? Um, check out the FAQ page for sure on our website. Our website just went through a recent um, revamp. So it's a lot easier to navigate. Um, there's install videos. 
again, every single product that we make is listed on there. Um, if we have any release dates for products, it'll be also be listed on there. That'll be the first place we post it. We always update the website first. Um, and then you can check us out on Facebook, uh, Stealth Performance Products. Um, we have an Instagram. Look us up on there. We've got a TikTok where it's mostly Eric doing burnout videos and donuts at the shop because that's just what he does. I swear this guy has to have secret stock with like Toyo or something with the amount of time that he goes through and he's not telling anybody. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely check us out on social media. Um, and of course, everybody's welcome to give us a call at 888-613-4304. Um, our team, they're, we're kind of scattered all over the country as far as you know, members of our team. So there's usually somebody around. Um, if you give us a call, if not, definitely leave a message. We'll return your call as soon as possible. Um, shoot us a message on Facebook. Shoot us a message on Instagram. Um, we're always here to help, you know, and don't hesitate to ask. We've had people ask us about stuff not even related to the module, um, which is fine. You know, we're all automotive enthusiasts at heart. So if you if you have a question or you can't find something or whatever, you know, don't, don't hesitate to ask. Um, but yeah, definitely reach out to us. Give us a call. You know, if you really want to, if you want to talk to the owner, you can absolutely talk to the owner of the company too. That's, I would say one of the advantages of us staying at such a small, I would say family owned style business is if you wanted to talk to the owner of the company, the guy that's calling all the shots, you can absolutely do that. You know, no questions asked. He'll probably talk your ear off about something weird about some mercury he bought or some DeSoto or he wants to buy a deuce and a half and, you know, put a swimming pool in the back of it. I don't even know. But yeah, he, Eric, he's, he's, a, he's an interesting person, but he's a good guy though. But yep. Don't hesitate to give us a call. Well, it's always a pleasure to chat with you, Jeff. I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, our conversation last time and today and, and, uh, it's always really cool to hear what you guys are doing and, and ways that, you know, for that truck where we just want a little bit extra, we want, want some more usable power ways to get it. So I appreciate your time today chatting with us, telling us about all the things you guys are working on and different events in the uh, automotive industry that you guys are involved with and look forward to doing this again. Awesome. Thanks, Patrick. I appreciate it. You and everybody at the Diesel Podcast. You do great stuff. So thanks. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.KIAUSA.com. Use code Diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. They've got tons of different products for any budget, really. Whether it's something you need for everyday carry around the house, at work, hunting, fishing. They've got a ton of choices, and we appreciate them giving that code for Diesel Podcast listeners. also want to thank our Patreons, uh, Texas Diesel Supply, Rights Diesel Services, Tyler Lona, 23 Diesel, Caleb, all of our Patreons, all of you who subscribe on you know YouTube, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, podcast apps. You guys have uh, have allowed us to do something we love, which is talk about diesel trucks and be able to do it as our career. And we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. So we appreciate the support, the messages, tagging us and things on Instagram, joining our Discord, asking questions. It's, uh, it's something that keeps us going, keeps us inspired, and we love being able to deliver this content to you. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.